Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Imogen Allen. Imogen is a website strategist with a human approach and the creator of the WIF, which we're going to learn more about. It's called the Website Identity Framework. And she's on a quest to help stop projects waiting on content for all web agencies once and for all. We can all appreciate that. Imogen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. It's great to be here. So Imogen, can you paint us a picture real quick of your digital agency, kind of who who your ideal client is, uh, what your your team kind of looks like, kind of your general approach to running your business? Yeah, sure. I run my agency by myself, although I have a, a VA in place now who supports me with rolling out uh, the day-to-day stuff. and. That's a purposeful decision to remain small because that fits in with my lifestyle and what I want to achieve. So it works really well for me. Um, I have a very small portfolio of clients that I work intensively with. And really in, in, in all of this, as things have progressed, there's a new avenue, which I'm going to talk about and which all revolves around identity. Very cool. So for you right now, who's a, who's an ideal client for, for the agency? Well, at the moment, because I am helping the topic that really interests me is something that I really struggle with myself. And, you know, talking about a light bulb moment made me realize how I can help other people who struggle with the same thing. So what I wanted to do today is to talk about the struggles that I had with my own identity which hopefully will not only help web agency owners as well, but all kinds of business owners, because it's really the thing that we get so stuck with in the online space. It's very, very difficult. So the story is really to share what I've learned from my own struggles and see if what I've learned can help somebody who's listening today. Yeah, so when you say identity, what what do you mean by that? I mean, some time ago when I was, you know, as, I, as my digital agency grew, I took on courses, learned kinds, all kinds of different things to help me make my agency what I wanted it to be and to learn the skills that I needed to be to, run, to have to run it. And one of, the, one of the biggest things was trying to work out what this thing called a unique value proposition was and what it actually meant and how you can project that to other people to understand how it is you can help them or who you who you really are I think the biggest one of the biggest struggles for me was when you're in a corporate role you get given a job title 
and you kind of fulfill that role and you have certain tasks that you do and you maybe kind of work in a certain way because of what your job title is. And when you come into this online entrepreneurial world or running a web digital agency, you don't have that. So you have to find that. And it was such a stumbling block for me because I didn't really know who my, who my ideal audience was and who I can actually help. And over that time, I realized that my ideal clients are based on personality type and rather than it being a particular industry because it's more about the person rather than the, the thing or the industry that they're in. So with, uh, so with your, when you're thinking about identity for, for your business in particular, in terms of your niche, it's really more about like, I, I mean, it's who they are, right? I mean, they're, they're, you said personality types. You're literally, you're looking for personality type as a, as an audience. So, so can you give me like a, a concrete example? What do you mean by personality type? How would I know if uh, somebody would fit your ideal client? Okay. I, I think it would be somebody who is not only driven to have, you know, that their business is also a vehicle to help other people in some kind of way, that the mission that they have is bigger than them. And uh, so, for example, one of my um, clients I've been working with for a very long time, he's a consultant to accountants. Um, you know, he, he authors, he speaks, he uh, runs a, a community. But his ultimate purpose is that the account, people who work in the accounting profession save the lives of business owners because they give them financial literacy. So I, I have that sense that somebody like that particular client is actually working for the bigger good of something else and somebody else and helping make a difference to, to ultimately somebody between losing everything because they've had bad financial advice and actually having a life and being able to support their family. So it tends to be people who may have that ulterior social, you know, social for good outlook. Yeah. So how does that, and so I, I understand for, for my, you know, how, how to help you um, kind of know like who a good client is. Cause I mean, I think we've all had those not good clients and we can probably all, you know, think of at least one example. I was talking to an agency owner yesterday and we were, he was in a situation where they did not have a good fit. Right. I mean, regardless of industry or focus or where they're at, like the actual client themselves wasn't, uh, it was clear there was a, a personality mismatch. So your clients are people that are engaged in some kind of greater good. It's not just about serving maybe the customer directly in front of them, but they're, they're thinking about a bigger picture, kind of thing. So so how does that help you in terms of your clarity around your business? That helps me because it's also meant that in working with people like that, it's given me the confidence to find what it is that I can bring in that way and how I can help other people. And by serving other people doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be uh, a millionaire in terms of dollars or pounds. But I think it gives me personally that purpose to what I do, what I do is some way of helping somebody make either make something a bit easier for them, take the stress away, take the overwhelm away, 
make them feel they've got someone in their corner. But also, I think what came to the fore for me and the whole identity thing is that I, something I struggled with all my life is being too empathetic to other people to my own detriment. And so I, I mentioned something about having a superpower and some part, sometimes the thing that you bring to the table is something that is actually right under your nose and it's finding a way to, to bring that out into the open and use it in a way that actually, rather than destroying the person, because I, you know, I saw it as a negative thing, actually bringing it out as a positive thing and so that's kind of where I am today in helping people see not everybody has everybody has different skill sets everybody has a different way of interpreting life and people and I, I know that there's been a lot of discussion in some of the web agency groups and so on about trusting your gut with things and how much of that should you trust and I now know I need to, I can actually trust that 100% because I've made those mistakes. I've made those mismatches. I've said yes when I should have said no. And I think there's two things going on here. I think, firstly, it's honing into your own skills and, and, and using those. And the second thing is most probably experience as well. That the more you do and the more experience you have, the more people you meet, the more when you get over that, you know, in the beginning, when you're running a web agency, you tend to just take the work that's coming your way because you need it and you need, but there's a point when you can cross that line and, and, and it's a scary thing to do, isn't it? To, to think it goes against the grain to turn away business, but you're turning away, keeping your sanity because <laughs> you end up working with somebody that is truly makes your life a misery for, for whatever reason, um, and, and you build that confidence to actually say no. Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. You mentioned a word, superpower. And I think that sometimes that's, I don't want to say, it's maybe like, it's something that I feel like I hear a lot about in, you know, the kind of coaching and consulting space. I mean, almost to the point where it's like, you know, is it a superpower or do I just have a skill for doing whatever, right? I mean, like, is it really like, oh, you got to find your superpower, right? Like, but like, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, I don't know. Like I just kind of do my thing and like, is it a superpower? Is it not a superpower? Is it just a skill that I have? And and how do you kind of know the difference? You mentioned earlier that you were being too empathetic to your own detriment. And I imagine when you are working with people around websites and content and writing copy 
And, you know, I mean, there's a whole process of like empathy mapping with, with user experience and things like that, that yeah. is a very useful skill. And, you know, and here you are, you know, hey, empathy to my own detriment, right? It implies maybe some some bad things or maybe got yourself into kind of a mess with that, right? Um, but maybe you realized it was a superpower for yourself. What, what do you mean by like your superpower and how would we discover that for ourselves? I think you're absolutely right in that maybe it's a bit of a, um, you know, catch your eye kind of word, but it is definitely a skill set. And I think it is, I'm a very realistic, practical type of person as well. And I think that one of the things when you're running your own business or, you know, your own agency is actually working out what the things are that you're good at. You know, if you're a solo agency, how many hats do you actually wear? If you think about the process from beginning to end, there's so many different hats. You can't possibly be good at every single thing. So I, as, you, as you grow and you decide what you, you know, you find your sweet spot, then I think it's more of a, a sweet spot and a skill set rather than it being a superpower because it's something that's already in you and you just have to find a way to nurture it and find where you fit and perhaps realize that it is actually a skill set in itself. It depends on your where you've come from, whether you've, like me, self-taught, come into the industry in that way, or whether you've had some more formal kind of training and you've done um, a design degree, or you, you might learn these things on the way and know that they're a thing. And that's a different way of discovering where your skill set is. So yeah, I totally agree that it is a skill set and it's it's a, a way of finding out what you're good at. So I know your experience in particular that your discovering of your identity, discovering of your own superpower, maybe this empathy piece is part of it, is related to a challenge that I think a lot of agency owners have, which is uh, content. It might be the challenge. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is right somewhere between like, hey, how do I get more leads and business from my agency? So we can survive the feast and famine cycle and how do we get content from clients? I don't know. They're, they're in a, a race to see which can be the most, you know, challenging and, and devastating. And I think too, like content impacts so many different agencies of different types, right? It's not just website agencies, but marketing agencies, PR agencies, you know, even like developing apps, like what are the buttons going to be called? What are the, you know, every, every element of, of a site or app or tool or press release, I feel like always comes back to, you know, can we get the content from the client? And so, um, so let's let's jump into that. Like, what? How did? How have you learned how this idea of identity and for your own superpower of empathy? How how does this relate to agencies and the struggle they have with content? I think you're absolutely right that it 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 touches everything. It's not just about a website. It's about marketing. It's about conversations. It's about it's about all of those things that you mentioned because. If you if you if your agency, so if you say in an agency scenario, you need to know as an agency who you help and why you help them, what the outcome is for them, because it it filters through to everything, to your messaging, to your the website content. Quite often, business owners they know they they feel it in themselves what they do, who they help, but they don't actually know how to to express it from the point of view of a user coming to the web, web, their website and finding out if 
they could possibly help them or even satisfy that awareness that they know they've got a problem, but they don't really know what it is and they don't even really know how they can fix it. And sometimes businesses just run ahead that they miss this little bit of identity kind of working through it, you know, looking at past examples of work they've done with clients, outcomes that they've got with clients, because stories are the way that you can actually you can't always find it yourself for something like that in your messaging because you're you are not the user as the web editor the owner or the business owner you're not the user so you you can't see it with their eyes and that's where the empathy comes in because by looking and analyzing that that feedback and the outcomes that clients have had working with that business you start to unpick the things that that business actually does sometimes the business can't they just don't know how to put it in the work they know they know what they do because they're doing it day in day out but they can't always express what that actually means to somebody coming to them and maybe working with them and 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 that's the bit where I think you can get into the head of the business owner to help them unravel it so give me some very uh if you can like some tactical approaches to thinking about this? I mean, how, like, okay, I, I know that I'm a, I'm a business owner and I, I often tell people, you know, you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? One of our, uh, our, our mentors, uh, Barbara Canero, you know, kind of popularized that phrase inside of our community. And, and, you know, I know it's something that we should, I'm sure I heard from somebody else, but you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? We know that, but what are some of the tools or methods that you use to help somebody to do that it it starts it starts with the, the the clients that that business are working with because you need to you need to ask the users what their experiences are what their outcomes are how they is the transformation that they've had so what were they like what was their situation before they started working with that company and what did they think their problem was because quite often they think what they think the problem is is actually something else and so then you 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 start to um, un, unpack the words that their clients use and the outcomes and perhaps rephrase that by working backwards from what they say to figure out what you actually do and who you do it for and quite often when clients recount stories of their clients that they work with, the language that they're actually using when they're recounting a, a conversation or a discussion that they've had with the client is what they need to be saying on their website because what often happens is they think they've got to package it up differently and they can't see, like you said, they can't see the, the label from the inside. So we can't assume that we know what the user is coming looking for so one of the ways to do that is to go and look at past clients and speak to past clients and find out what they say and use the words that they say and to find out what the, the things are that are really important to those users. Because, again, an assumption could be that the things that the business thinks are really important to the clients are actually not as important as something else. So it's always a case of, asking and not assuming don't make that call assuming that you think you know what people want 
because you don't, because you're not them. Imogen, I think that a lot of people miss this little detail, which is that you, you're, I think what you're saying is to actually go and talk to your clients, customers or clients, people that they're actually working with. And I mean, I know that that's always this thing of like, oh, that means we're going to like call people or we're gonna email them or we're going to like disturb them, right? Don't want to disturb the customers, right? Like, uh, you know, but I think that this is so important. Like whenever I go into a project or I'm developing a, a product or a um, even like sales letters, right, for, for programs or offers that we make, you know, I'll schedule meetings with, you know, some clients and I kind of try to make it a mix of, you know, some of our champion clients that I just know, you know, are big fans of everything we do and they've been working with us for a long time. And then I go and interview people that maybe uh, are, you know, not quite at that point. And then I also talk to people that maybe were past clients or they had considered our programs and I sit down with them and I'll even have them run through the sales letters with me or I'll ask them about, you know, their experience with with the types of things that we do. Um, but one of the biggest challenges, even for myself, is like, it's like, oh, it's going to take time. Like, oh, I got to, you know, yeah. but the, the reward is huge. And so when when you're working with your clients, are you like, what are some of those obstacles that clients might present as reasons for not talking to their customers? Because I'm sure it's not like, I'm sure they're a little bit apprehensive. I mean, I, I would assume so because I'm kind of apprehensive and I'm doing it for my own business. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think one of the things to think about and just getting practical and realistic is that generally speaking, people do actually like to talk about themselves and what's going on. So I have found it quite successful to maybe – even if you can't um, always speak to somebody, but you can ask them leading questions if, if you want to get some feedback by asking the right kind of questions rather than, you know, was it a great service or, or relying on a testimonial where the client's got no prompt whatsoever. It's so much easier for them to ask, uh, sorry, to answer a specific question. And I've done that myself with, with, the, with the framework people who tested it out, I gave them a series of questions to answer. And when you put all those together, it actually gives a before, middle and after. So the questions can be conducted in an an interview. And I know really people are really, really busy. So sometimes it depends on the client, it depends on the project, and it depends on your web agency and what kind of project you're doing. There can be a, a, a smaller, no, not too much effort kind of feedback way of getting feedback or you just have a review with them because if you're working with a client tap it onto the end of a review so you might speak to them every month or you might speak to them every quarter so you can ask them the questions in a zoom like we're doing now and capture those answers and they don't necessarily need to 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 know that what that, that you're doing a process because you want to, find, you genuinely want to find out how they're getting on. You genuinely want to know how they've, you know, what's changed since you've worked together. What what have they been able to do now that they haven't, or what results have they got that they didn't have before? So I think if you have this mindset of always finding out and asking, you weave it into your processes so it doesn't become a great big thing that you've got to, oh, I've got to, you know, get three people in the diary this week to speak to them. So I always think having a bit of a process to things is a way around, a way to get around it. 
um, and it just becomes part of your company process. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white-label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. So in terms of, you know, just be making it almost like a way of life of asking your customers, you know, kind of how things are going, getting that feedback as you're going through, you know, normal day-to-day business and, and using those inputs in, in your content. You, you mentioned asking some leading questions. So, you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is identity is really important. The identity of who you're serving and really getting to know that, not through language that maybe I would use to identify them, but language that the actual client would use to identify themselves and that they would use to talk about their problems and that that's really important is to connect those two dots. Part of your process is to go in and and ask the actual clients and kind of use empathy as a way to get into their heads. What are some example questions? You mentioned leading questions. So how do I take this idea even for my own agency and apply it to go learn more about how we can connect and communicate better with our clients? Like, what are some of those questions that I might want to ask? Okay. I, th- I think that they are very straightforward questions that can actually reveal, reveal quite a lot. So you can ask them to describe, you know, what their situation was in the beginning. I know that um, you you get that, up, you know, when you're going through a discovery process, you, you kind of get that. But it's good to get that viewpoint of where they where they consider they were in retrospect. Um, because where they, when they've moved forward to look back and see how far they have come is, is, is we're so busy focused moving forwards that sometimes we don't look back and appreciate the steps that we've gone through to get where we are today. So I think looking, looking back at, with, with the head where they are now and seeing and kind of relating that and, and understanding perhaps where they were, because they can actually say, well, this is how I felt because now they know the words and they've got the experience to know what that actually meant. But at the time they didn't know that they perhaps could have their problem fixed or they didn't know who was going to help them with it or what they needed to do. So sometimes it's just asking the really simple questions that you may have asked before, but you ask them a bit later when they have that knowledge behind them. So how 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 were they when they first started working with you? What did they think then was the problem? And what actually was the problem? And what did they have to do to um, to, to get from the point that day to where they are right now having that conversation with you? But how does it make them feel? Because that, those are words that you cannot you cannot pluck out of the air yourself. You have to ask them because you can't assume how they feel because you're not them. And that language that comes out is what you can weave into your own website because you want people like that to be attracted to how you can help them. And they don't necessarily need to know the the detail of how and why, especially at the early stage. 
they just need to know that there is a solution for them. Imogen, I absolutely love those questions. I like looking at that kind of beginning, middle, and end. The idea of not making assumptions on this, I think, is super powerful. I also like that question of you know how they um, asking people how they felt because I feel like sometimes that's a question that maybe uh, we don't ask as entrepreneurs. Like it's, it's like, what's your problem? You know, like what would be the, the best solution for this? Um, you know, versus saying like, how did you feel? To me, is a very I mean I don't mean to say it kind of it's a very touchy feely question, right? Like how did you feel when you had this problem, or how do you feel now? Um, might not be something that people are asking all the time. So I think those questions are awesome. I love this idea of focusing on identity and getting clear on that as not only a way to connect better with customers, but also to to create that content probably faster and maybe easier once you have this basis of, of understanding. So this has been super fascinating and valuable. I hope all of our listeners have taken, have taken some notes and, and thought about this and how they can apply it to their own agency, but also how they can roll it out to their clients. Uh, Imogen, are you ready for our lightning round? Go on then, go for it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Never assume. Always ask. <laughs> yeah, keep it, keep it on what, message today. <laughs> yeah. You know, you never know what someone else is going through and what an experience means to them. So always ask, always check. Even if it's in a different context that it's, you're not sure with something uh, and, you know, you're working in an agency and you uh, go ask the boss. <laughs> Don't assume. And I just want to, I don't usually jump in on lightning round, but you just said something that I just want to highlight for our listeners that I think is such an important thing to consider is that you never know what somebody else is going through. And I think in sales and marketing, you cannot remind yourself that enough, right? When people don't respond to you or they take a long time to reply or maybe they're short with you. I mean, all those types of things. I think it's so easy to make those assumptions in marketing and sales and you can get yourself into trouble and also... It just can sometimes feel like draining when you think like, oh man, this person's not responding to me because they don't like me, right? And it's like, you just never know, never know what people are going through. So I love that. I love that insight. Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Well, I'd have to say it's the empathetic dependency um, to try and um, get inside the heads of other people. Or walk, it's more really walking in their shoes and having a just, uh, just backing on what you just said about um here's an example i'm walking down the street uh, a friend of mine's walking down the street coming the other way and they ignore me so immediately you think they don't like me but actually you know they're probably having a bad day they might have had some bad news they just didn't see you or they're in a rush but we will always pull the negative so so yeah i think it's just that empathetic tendency that i have with uh people can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah, absolutely. I would, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck on the line here and I'm gonna say Canva. Uh, and the reason for that is it's just a super quick fab tool. And I was always I would never ever admit in the designer community that I used it. And um, it's just super fast for quick project. And now people are saying, yeah, hey, you know what? It's okay to use it. For, for quick projects when you don't need to design logos in Affinity or Adobe or whatever. Yeah, why not? If it gets results. What book would you recommend and why? Okay, it's The Obstacle is the Only Way by Ryan Holiday. Um, it, it's all about perspective and perseverance to help you go over, under, or around 
whatever obstacles come come your way in life, business, friendships, anything like that. And some great historical stories of people kind of um, persevering and, and, you know, just don't let the obstacles stop you. One of my favorite books of all time. Thank you, Imogen, for recommending that. We will link out to Obstacles Away in our show notes. Big fan of Ryan Holiday. We'll also link out to his author profile. He's got tons of amazing books. The Perennial Seller, Ego's the Enemy, Conspiracy, which is one of my favorite books. It's not in his normal range of, uh, of stuff, but uh, Obstacles Away is actually one of the books that I love to listen to on bike rides on a regular basis. It's probably one of the books that I've listened to the most often on just repeat. doesn't really matter where you pick that book up. You can pick it up anywhere and start reading and it's going to inspire you. So check out uh, those links at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Imogen's photo right up there at the top. Click on her and you'll find all those takeaways, nuggets, links organized for you in one nice place. Imogen, how can our folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, um, you can go to my website, which is umbrelladigitalmedia.co.uk. If you want to check out the the website Identity Framework, which I lovingly call the WIF, um, just forward slash W-I-F, and it will take you there. Um, I hang out in many Facebook groups, and um, I'm on the usual socials, but uh, tend to hover in the Facebook groups. Awesome. Well, we will link out to umbrelladigitalmedia.co.uk as well as your website identity frameworks. If you want to leverage that framework for your own business with your own clients, check that out at her website slash WIF. We'll also link out to that on our show notes, yougurus.com slash podcast. We'll link out to uh, Imogen's social profiles. So if you'd like to learn more about her and follow uh, the great things that she's doing, definitely check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Imogen, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you ever so much for having me. I've really, really had a great time. Thank you. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.